Day podcast. Thought I'd still keep it moving. Made it safely here to LA. No problems whatsoever. Short flight. Everything here is great though. Great weather. Great people. Everyone's super nice. I know LA gets a bad rap. Got some friends that are like, You okay? You're right there in LA? Like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just like the city, man. It's a lot more people. And uh, a lot more brown people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, super awesome. Uh, my Uber driver was hella cool. Uh, traffic is not so bad in L.A. right now during uh, COVID, which is super awesome. So getting to places is not so bad. I didn't rent a car. I don't know if anyone's been to L.A. before. But I'll be damned if I'm going to rent a car and then pay. 55 bucks a day to have it parked in the hotel. Um, if you take it to a game or anything around here, you usually pay like 50 bucks just for parking. Went to the Dodgers game today. Not much open in L.A., so I was like, fuck it. Let's go to the Dodger game. Wore my Giants stuff. Dodger fans really didn't say much. They're all hella cool. But a great game, great day, beautiful day. Sunny as hell. Little breeze. 70 degrees. Perfect LA weather. Could be happier myself. Just watching the Dodgers. And the Diamondbacks beat the hell out of each other. Super awesome. Seen Mookie Betts home run. Saw the Grand Slam. Dodgers won 9-1. Chavez Ravine, super awesome stadium. Dodger Stadium. Very nostalgic. Just being there, it had a vibe to it. Can't really explain it. Um... I was telling some other people, they're asking what it's like. I'm like, I can't. Words can't describe the feeling you get in there. It just feels like uh, important baseball has been played in that stadium. It has. Um, the scoreboards kind of suck. You can't really see anything if you're sitting. I had beautiful seats. I was behind home plate. Section uh, 101. Uh, like third row. Seat one. Um, so I had a great view of everything. Um, but the scoreboards were pretty uh, pretty whack. That's the only thing that kind of blows in that stadium is the scoreboard. And the food, too. So I know I give uh, the A's and the Giants a bad rap regarding their food. But the food at Dodger Stadium is uh, not that great. I didn't think it was that great. But who am I to judge? I'm sure uh, during non-COVID times when all the food's open, 
I'm sure the food is a lot better. I didn't get anything here at the stadium to eat at Dodger Stadium. I actually got room service at the, the room I'm staying at, the Marriott. And my burger was good as hell. A little bit pricey, though, because you got to pay, like, all these kinds of fees and stuff. And I've been tipping because I don't know how long these people have been back to work. And whatever, it's actually been hella good, so it's been actually worth it. Like When I got back from the Dodger game tonight, I was thinking about door dashing it, but just a lot of the same crap I would usually get if I were back in the Bay. A lot of fast food crap. So I uh, hit up room service again and got some pasta. Pasta, pasta. And it was good as hell, too. So uh, room service is two for two in one day. That is awesome. All Bay All Day podcast loves the good food. Um, also, yeah, I thought I would uh, report on something that went on the other day, too. Stephen Curry, Under Armour, and the Warriors... Had another shoe release. Oh, my God. So I went to the game, Warrior game Friday, Friday night. And then I seen Friday that they were having a special shoe drop as well. I was like, man, not again. Same process. I know I know what to expect this time. So my stupid ass, I, uh, I show up to uh, the team store. On Saturday at like 5 a.m. in the morning. The first one in line. First one. So now I won't be denied that size 8. I'm going to get to pick the shoe size I want. I'm the first in line. And I brought my secret admirer with me. So I can snag another pair. And be victorious. But no. God had different plans. God had very different plans. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I uh, waited for uh, five hours like an idiot. And then people opened up the, the store. And they're like, uh, what size do you want? Hmm. I'll take a size eight, please. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. We don't have that size. <sighs> I just wanted to flip the fuck out. I was just waiting in line for five hours. To be first, first in line, and then to be told, Oh, sorry, we don't have your size anymore. Uh, That's not going to work. That's not going to work at all. That's not where it ends. So, I got five. I know. I got eight and a half instead of the eight I wanted after waiting for five long, cold, misty, sleepy hours. My beautiful secret admirer, when she was asked, What size do you want? Eight and a half. No, sorry. We only had one eight and a half. We have a nine. I was like, just take the nine. Just take it. And I was even more furious and frustrated because that also means that 
the blue curry we believes that I got and traded with someone else that I got the eight and a halfs. Those were possibly the smallest size and they didn't even have eights. Sure, I shouldn't have traded the blue ones and then gave away the nines. I saw that some bitch that I gave away the nines to had them listed online for a thousand dollars. Yes. One thousand dollars. I got fucked again. Right in the ass. So, please, Under Armour, please, Warriors Team Store, please do better. Make more goddamn cool curry shoes. I got all the other pair. I mean, can uh, we uh, make these two uh, a little bit more extra? Extra supply there? So uh, I don't have to go wait in line for five hours early and not get a size that doesn't fit me. And to be damned twice. Just my luck, though. Whatever. It's cool. Like I said, I was blessed. And I decided to get the ball shoes anyway. I'm not going to sell them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm pretty sure I'm going to try and wear the eight and a halfs. But I'm going to have to see about that. Anaheim Angels do better, too. Uh, I was talking about getting a doubleheader tickets to the game on Thursday. And it turns out that uh, if you have a ticket to the early game, you are not guaranteed access to the later game. So you actually have to buy two sets of tickets for the doubleheader. I guess because one game was on like the 17th of April. And one game was on the 18th of April. And they both were delayed. So um, they have ticket older fans from each game that paid already. That's why they, uh, if you don't have tickets and you buy a ticket for one game, you don't get two. They want your money for both. So damn you, Anaheim. Can't you be uh, cool and broke like the A's and give me two games for the price of one? But it's cool. I'm here already. Might as well sit in two different cool spots. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'll let you know when I figure it out on Thursday. I don't know if they're going to have fans leave the stadium and then come back in. Or if they're just going to have ushers go around and just scan your second ticket. Your second day ticket. Super weird. I don't know. Super juiced up for the Warrior game tomorrow, though. Everyone can't stop talking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I've been uh, trying to go to baseball games and get my mind off of it. And it hasn't been working too well. So, uh, we'll see uh, tomorrow what the deal is. Um, Yeah, pretty nervous. Uh, I got some sound of some people talking about Steph Curry being an underrated player. So I thought I might play that all for you guys and let you listen to that. So uh, here is that sound. Uh, speak for yourself. Steph Curry proved he's the most underrated player in NBA history. Okay, I'll take that. Very simply, when you talk about the players who have multiple scoring titles, multiple NBA championships, and multiple MVPs, the list is 
Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, and Steph. How does Steph Curry prove that he is the most underrated player in NBA history? Because if you were to poll 100 people and ask them who is the greatest basketball player to ever play the game, some old head would say Wilt Chamberlain. Some not as old head would say Kareem, more deserving. And the majority of people would say Michael Jordan. But nobody would ever fix their lips to even put Steph Curry typically in a top 10 conversation. Look at the rankings of the greatest basketball players of all time. You do not see Steph Curry in a top 10 conversation. But Steph Curry, the only player with Michael Jordan to win a scoring title at 33 and older? Steph Curry, a unanimous MVP? The only player to win a unanimous MVP? Steph Curry doing this at this age, plus what he has already done and already accounted for? I think this season, if he proved nothing else, Steph Curry proved that he is the most underrated player to ever dribble a basketball. Can't argue with that whatsoever. No one wants to give Steph any love, and it's nothing but hate, as they berate one of the best players in the NBA ever. So we shall see what he's going to do tomorrow as he goes off. I think he's going to go off. I know people talk about him having uh, some kind of jinx in L.A. and shooting problems. I don't think that'll be a problem whatsoever tomorrow. But we'll see. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, got some other sound here. Also, um, from Eric Paschal. Talking about him adjusting uh, to playing in the NBA. I thought he'd play that for you all as well. My first season, obviously, we didn't expect to have these injuries and all the trades that happened in the offseason. It was a lot, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of the young guys got time to learn and playing games that we might not have played in if they were all here. We ended up learning a lot, and I feel like it's going to help us. Every situation. 
Good sound from Eric Paschal. I can't wait to see him go off these playoffs for sure. Um, another weird thing, when I was going to the Los Angeles Dodgers game today, I was getting ready to uh, show my uh, vaccine card and my ID, but they weren't even checking. Um, they said you just agreed to it when you uh, purchased your ticket. I was kind of confused by that. Um, but whatever, just scanned in. So I guess everyone's going by the honor system now. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but we'll see what's up with that. I don't know. Got some cool sound uh, here from Hunter Pence. I thought I'd play that for you all. Uh, as he's been retired, he's been making his rounds here in the Bay. Game three, you're down 0-2 to the Reds, and you become the Reverend. I mean, this is the speech that everyone remembers. You step up, and you're spitting seeds out of your mouth. Everything's going crazy. Like, what went into that, man? That, that, that's iconic. I mean, I can't take all the credit for, for any of this. Like, this this was a great group of people that cared a lot and that had a very, very deep drive to win and a very strong will and a very strong belief. And it was a cult, cultivation. It was like a whole bunch of leaders. And I wouldn't have even spoke if it wasn't for Javi Lopez, Brian Wilson, and Marco Scudero. Those, those three guys... Uh, there might have been someone else there, but they were like, if we don't say something, we're dead. And Javi had won, you know, two two World Series already. And I was just like, what? Like, I, I kind of agreed, but I was like, tell me more. I'll say anything. I'll say, I don't want to go home. And and he was like, yeah, you want to say something? We need to say, we need to hit this. And Scooter was like, we need to say this. And, you know, Brian Wilson's like, we need to say this. We, we're getting out cheered. We're getting out hustled. We're getting out everything. And I was like, I was like, hell yeah. So, Boach had prepared a speech, and I was like, hey, and I, I told him, I was like, look, I want to say something as a player. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I've never spoken before, uh, and I don't know, like, everything changed for me after this because, like, I just let all out what I was like. I had been with Philly, and I'd heard about when 2008 this and 2008 that, and the Giants in 2010 this and 2010 that. And I was like, and, you know, the Red Sox came back down 0-3 to the Yankees, and you know, my whole thing was like, I don't care about the past. I don't care about any of those teams and what happened. All I care about is what we in this room decide today. And and I was like, you know, the, our big man, I, I love playing with you. They don't want to go home. We're dead if we don't do something. Like, I'll give everything I have to play just one more day today. I don't care if we have to win 100 games in a row. I'm going out there, and I'm going to give everything I have to see you tomorrow. And, like, listen, like, who cares? Who cares about anything? Just let it all go. And, like, it went from everyone trying to be the guy to, like, yeah, who cares? Like, let's go. Let's just give it everything we have. Great sound there from Hunter Pence describing his playoff interactions as a World Series champion, Giants. All day, all day podcast favorite, Hunter Pence. Um, yeah, so far so good. All in the Bay. 
A's and the Giants both get a win. Keeping up in the standings, still first in the West. Still staying the best. We'll see how that's going to be. Doubleheader, Angels, Thursday. And then I'm possibly hitting up the Giants Friday after I get back in the Bay. Playing the Dodgers. It's funny. Dodgers follow me back. Um... But if the Giants lose, Giants, if the Warriors lose their playing game tomorrow, they all have a playing game Friday as well. It'll be at Chase. So I can't make both games, and I'll end up probably selling my Giants tickets. I'll keep everyone informed in case anyone wants to buy them on StubHub. They'll be pretty cheap. And then playoffs in general start this Sunday. So NBA playoffs, everyone look out. Until then, everyone mask up, sanitize up, get the vaccine if you want it. If you don't, I understand. Um, But until then, everybody, even in L.A., safety dance. Safety dance. Safety dance. Who will save the dance? Yes, save the dance. Who will save the dance? Who will save the dance? Who will save the dance? Who will save the dance?